0: Bam! (laughs) Well, today is Father's Day, and we do want to honor our fathers this morning. So if you're a father, someone calls you dad, would you please stand? All you fathers, go ahead. Some of you are like, yeah, I got to do this, don't I? Yeah, you do have to do this. Let's honor them here today. We're so grateful for you as fathers. You can be seated. We have no gift for you like we did with the mothers. We did have a gift, but you got a good round of applause, okay? All right. Anyway, we do we're so thankful for you and uh, Keelan and uh, coming here today and dedicating their child and uh, what, what a wonderful day. And then we have another one that's uh, another father that's celebrating 50 years of marriage. Jim and Bev, would y'all stand up? I've got to acknowledge the Chairman Deacon. So 50 years of marriage. Yeah. Wow. All kinds of celebrations going on here today, but anyway, we do thank you for being here with us on Father's Day, and, uh, and so I hope it'll be a blessing to you as we make our way through this sermon. Now, look, I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 14, Exodus chapter 14. Now, I'm going to just share something with you this morning. I don't know that I've ever gone through sermon preparation the way I have for the last two weeks and found more in God's Word than any, any other time than these last two weeks. I have found, and, and, you know, sometimes when you read God's word, you're reading something and it's, it it really associates whether you connect with it, whether sometimes it's dependent upon what you're going through yourself. And, And I'll tell you this, I don't think anything has spoken to me any clearer than what's happened in the last two weeks in my own study for these sermons. And so I believe, I really do believe this, this is the key to the Christian life, what I'm going to be sharing with you. Tried to finish up last week, we'll finish up this week. This is the whole key to living the life God has for you. And I think you'll see that very clearly here this morning. So we're talking about the leader leads through obstacles. Now, some of you are here this morning, and maybe you are a leader of a company. Maybe you manage people. Maybe you mentor or disciple someone. Maybe you're a father trying to lead your family. Or maybe God is just leading you. And the thing that we need to understand is a good leader will always lead you through the obstacles and help you through the obstacles. And God does the same thing in our lives. So look at the definition of obstacle. We'll review some this morning. It is something or someone that obstructs or hinders progress or growth. It also means something or someone that stands against an intended goal, destination, or pursuit. And so when you read this definition, you can see that there's many things out there in life that could be considered obstacles. I think many of us have grown to recognize what those things are. But look at the introduction. While following the heart of God, you will face many obstacles along the way. Most defining moments in life have obstacles along the way. Many of those mentioned in Scripture, especially in Hebrews chapter 11, had to overcome unimaginable obstacles to accomplish God's intended desires for them, and this would include Moses and the Israelites. So this morning, I want you to think, as I said last week, I want you to think about that thing in your life right now that you possibly could consider an obstacle, It can be anything from something that you're afraid to face. It can be something that's come into your life that you don't know how to deal with it uh, on your own. And you need wisdom. You need discernment. It could be one of those things that's in your life that you're sitting and you're saying, Why does this have to be in my life? I don't understand. Whatever it is, I want to take you on a journey this morning as to how you can look at this thing maybe in a whole different light. That thing that's right there in your life. Now, let's review from last week. When faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, number one, realize God knows where you are. We covered this last week. So here's what I want you to think about. Wherever you are today, God knows. No matter your circumstance, He knows. No matter the news you've just received, He knows. No matter your greatest worry or fear, He knows. No matter what obstacle you have run up against, He knows. If God has allowed it in your life, then here's what you need to understand. He's up to something because nothing touches your life apart from him. And he must have allowed it there for some reason. And you may be sitting here today and and that is the problem that you're having with God, that he did allow that thing to come into your life. But here's what you need to do. You need to flip it. You need to look at it and say, okay, it's in my life. I might as well not be angry about it. I might, might as well not be upset about it. I might as well look at it as God is about to do something in and through my life. So no matter where you are or what you're facing, listen to this, you are there in his keeping, in his time, by his appointment, and under his training. There's something that he's up to in your life. Next, when faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, focus more on God's glory than your deliverance. Now think about these places we find ourselves, these obstacles we deal with. What do we think about? What is the soonest way I can get out from under this? <laughs> Lord, I need this removed now. Why? You know, I've been, I've been praying about this for years. I, I've looked at this thing. Every time I wake up in the morning, it's glaring me in the face. And every time I turn around, it's there to remind me that there's something here that's amiss. God, what are you up to? Get me out of this. We go a little bit further. We say, why did this happen to me? Why me? And then we come to this one question, does God even care? And the problem with that is so many times we're so quick to, to pray, to get beyond the deliver, to be delivered, but we never look at it from the point of view of God that maybe he's trying to do something in you that would bring glory to himself through your life. And by the way, if you're a born again Christian, there's no greater calling in your life than to bring glory to God. No greater calling than to bring him glory. Next, when faced, life's unimaginable obstacles, evaluate your obstacles. Look around. Number one, possibly your enemy. Most of the time, our obstacles are bigger than we are. How many of you would admit that? They are, but you know what the Bible says? I said this last week. Greater is he that's in me, in you, than he that's in the world. Than anything this world can throw at you. The world, the society, the enemy himself, your flesh and its great. Greater is he that's in me. The very nature of God, the Holy Spirit, than he that's in this world, than anything this world can throw at you. So you need to evaluate your enemy. Realize he is powerful, but also realize that which is, is in you is greater. Next. Evaluate your obstacles, your emotions, and we looked at this last week, and many of you identified with this. This is something that you see in your life that you're having a hard time dealing with. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 10, it says, so they were very afraid. The Israelites are right there. They're at the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army is closing in. They see him on the horizon. They see the dust cloud form as this mighty army starts making their way towards them. And the Bible says they're there, and they are terrified. That's what very afraid means. Some of you here this morning, maybe what you're facing terrifies you. Maybe it's one of them things where your anxieties are kicked up. But listen to this. Most of the time, our fears and our anxieties, listen, they keep us in bondage. They keep us from moving forward. They keep us from trusting God. And by the way, this is real difficult to understand. But fear, listen to this, never comes from God. It's always a ploy of the enemy. It's always that flesh in us that, that not only craves and lust after those desires out there, but also is content in its fears and its anxieties. And we got to look at that. We got to evaluate that. What is going on in my life? Next, when faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, fix your eyes on God and pray. Now, what do we do when something comes into our life that's bigger than us? That's all we see. Can you imagine being on the shores of the Red Sea, the most powerful army in the world at that time is closing in, and you're there? What what would you be seeing? Would you be sitting there on the edge of the bank watching your kids play in the water and just enjoying the moment, or what would be going on in your life? Probably like most of us, our focus would be on the army that was closing in. We probably weren't focused on. We probably wouldn't be focused on anything else. But let me just say this: There's so many of you, possibly in this room, they're doing the same thing with the very thing that's in your life, and you see nothing else. You don't see that God could use this for your good. You don't see that there's a grander plan that could possibly be played out here. You don't see that God has brought you to that point in your life where He's getting ready to do a great work in and through you. And so what are we to do? We're to focus on God. We're to pray. It says in Exodus 14, the latter part of verse 10, and the children of Israel, what did they do? They cried out unto the Lord. Cried out. You ever been there? Cried out. I think most of us have. You see, from God's perspective, many times obstacles are intended to turn our attention to him. Sometimes God says, you know something, I need to do a great work in this person's life. I don't have their attention, and I'm going to allow something to come into their life where they have nowhere else to turn but me. Do you think that's ever played out in your life? I guarantee you it has. And God many times will take those obstacles to turn your attention to him. Think about it. God introduced them to this obstacle. He put them on the shores of the Red Sea. He knew the army was going to come for them. They were closed in. They were dead unless he came through. But guess who put them there? He did. He told them exactly where to go. He was leading them to that crisis of faith, to that moment in time where they had nowhere else to turn but to him. And they cried out many times. I said this last week, but I think we need to understand this. Many times, crisis or unimaginable obstacles in our lives turn our religious rituals into earnest pleas and desperate cries for help, directing us to the Father himself. So many times, you know what we do? We may come in here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and it means nothing more to us than we're supposed to be in church on Sunday morning. It means nothing more to us than, yeah, people may talk if I'm not there. I probably need to show up. Or When all of a sudden God may introduce something into your life that turns that religious ritual into something that focuses your eyes on him. And sometimes God will carry you there to get that kind of reaction. And so many times, what do we do? We're like, God, this is so inconvenient. This is so uncomfortable. But sometimes he carries us right there. Next, when faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, trust God to work through the obstacle. He's up to something. He, he's about to do something. L- listen, look at Exodus 14. Look at verse 11. Then they said to Moses, they, the Israelites were crying out to God. They were crying out to Moses. They were, they were. Here's what they said. This is what their emotions did to them. They cried out to Moses. He said, they said this. Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? And here's the three-letter word we always ask when the obstacle comes. Why? Why have you dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we've told you in Egypt, saying let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been far better for us to serve the Egyptians than than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, listen to this, do not be afraid. Quit letting your emotions get the best of you. Quit letting your fears drive everything that it is about your life and your anxieties, which many people do. It's almost like they're waiting on the next thing to be have anxiety over, or the next thing is going to bring them fear. And for some sick reason, for some people, and I've met them, fear is a great comfort to them because that's where they constantly live. And what did Moses say? I know it looks desperate. I know this looks like there's no way out. I know this is a bad situation. But let me tell you this. Don't let your emotions dictate what's going on right here. Don't let that happen. And then he said this. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish. Here it is. For you today. For you. And then he goes on. He says, For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight, how? For you, for you, and you shall hold your peace. Now think about this. You and I cannot overcome every obstacle, solve every problem, cure every hurt, or avoid every fear. But we can trust God that he is working in our situation and will decide the time of our deliverance or the time of our victory. But again... Think about if you were those people, the edge of the Red Sea, the armies closing in. What would be your first go-to as far as your emotions, as far as your thinking, as far as your perspective? You see, here's what's interesting about the whole story. Was Moses always on board with what God had planned? Was Moses always that one that's like, oh yeah, I can't wait to see how this is going to turn out? No, Moses was full of excuses. Moses at that time had fears. Moses had to overcome some things, but who's the one doing all the talking and saying, go God. It's Moses now. You know why? Because he's had the experiences now. He's had some victories under his belt. He's began to see what God is doing and he's beginning to see that his obstacles, listen, this is important, are not working against him, but can work for him. But where do we go with it? All these things are against me. I can't believe I'm here. Does God care? Does he even know is there even a God? I mean, I've heard people carry it so far. And, and, and here's what we're here's what we're to get from this. This obstacle, listen, is for you, not against you. That's what he's telling them. Obstacles, listen, obstacles can remove threats. Build faith, provide opportunities for victory, turning our whys into wins and our cries into celebration. And he's about to do this. He's getting ready to do this. And so what do we need to learn? We just need to trust him through it all. Some of you are sitting here today and I understand you're sitting here thinking, well, obviously you have not received the news I've received." Obviously, you've never been up against the obstacle I'm facing right now. And you're probably right. You're probably right. But I'm here to tell you, based on the authority of God's word, you can trust him. You can trust him. And that's what we're finding here. Here's another one. When faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, move forward in faith through the obstacle. Move forward in faith while God leads While God leads, look at Exodus 14, verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? (laughs) I'm getting ready to do something great here. I've already told you what to do. Quit crying to me. Tell the children of Israel to what? Go forward. Move forward. And by the way, for every one of them, it would have been a step of faith. Can you imagine standing there on the edge of the Red Sea? And the only thing you're hearing right now, now granted, the Red Sea's not parting right now. We're, we're not seeing this miracle take place yet. What does he tell him to do first? Begin to move forward. Begin to go forward. As your faith is exercised, as you begin to move towards the obstacle, as you begin to step out in faith, you're gonna see wonders take place. Wouldn't you like to see some wonders take place in your life? Wouldn't you like to see God use obstacles in ways you never thought he could use, in the ways he's going to use it? And and so he tells them to move forward in verse 16, but lift up your rod and stretch out your hand in the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now, let me just say this about battles in this life. Many times, God will say about the battles in in our lives, stand still. And look at what I'm getting ready to do. Sometimes he'll do that. Sometimes he'll say, Go for it. This is your battle. This is something I'm gonna be there for you. There's gonna be something that's gonna take place on the other side of this. You probably don't know what that is. As a matter of fact, I guarantee you, you don't know what it is on the other side. But I'm telling you, just keep stepping forward, keep moving forward. Next, when faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, move forward in faith through the obstacle while God leads, and when you don't understand. You ever ever been in those situations in your life where you just don't understand? God, I hear your word. You say, trust you, but I'm not getting this. I don't understand. And that's where many people are. Look at Exodus 14, verse 17. And God says, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. They're going to come after them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his armies, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. So what was God up to behind the scenes? All these things were happening. All these things were playing out. They're standing there. They are terrified of what may be getting ready to happen. And God in the background saying, there's some glory getting ready to happen here. And I'm getting ready to receive it. Watch what happens. But did they understand all that? They didn't know everything that God was up to. See, there are times when each step in life is a step of faith. And the big picture is not displayed. And we don't understand. This is when we're called to trust. I want to put this verse back on the screen. I think the first service, you saw this first last week. It says, and we know, how do we know? Well, the word know there is from experience. We've got some victories under our belt. We've seen God come through in the past, and we know. And we know that all things, all things, including the obstacles, work together for good, for intended great outcomes. That's how that should read. To those who love God, to those who trust him and will do anything for him, to those who are called for God to work through, According to His purpose, all obstacles. Listen, this is telling us all obstacles have purpose. So, no matter no matters, no matter what you're going through right now, it has purpose. It has purpose. Next, when faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, anticipate God's presence. Anticipate God's presence. Some of you may be here today, and you're in the process of. Uh, of going through the obstacle and you're really trying to move through this thing and you can identify with some of the things I've shared with here today and maybe in your mind you've checked some of them off and said you know something yeah I feel like I'm doing that I feel like I'm doing that oh I need to be doing more of that but some of you may be here and you're like I feel like I'm doing everything I know to do but I don't sense God's presence what could be causing that Exodus 14 verse 19 And the angel of the Lord, or the angel of God. Now, you remember us talking about him? Fifteen times he shows up in the Old Testament. Fifteen times. I happen to be one of those who believes it's the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ, who's the angel of the Lord, or the angel of God. He shows up at the most opportune times in the Old Testament. He shows up at all the highlights. He shows up at all the defining moments of the Old Testament. And there he is. His presence is there. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of of the cloud went before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Now think about what's happened. That cloud, it's moved from and from them. It led them... To the shores of the red sea now get the picture now that same cloud is getting ready to move and move in behind them between who between them and their enemy he is something's getting ready to happen don't you think if you've been led by that cloud and all of a sudden it begins to move you're like i wonder what's getting ready to happen now <laughs> and that's where they are they knew that the enemy was coming and then it says, thus, it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all night. And guess when they crossed the Red Sea? At night. At night. And all of a sudden, you've got darkness on one side of the cloud, but you've got the big flashlight from heaven on the other side. And he's shining down and there's the light and the presence of God and the angel of God right there. All this is taking place. You see, this is a perfect picture of Jesus. Think about this. He gives light to those who trust him and to those who reject him utter darkness. He comforts the one and confounds the other. He's the Savior to one and judge to the other. He guards and guides his own. He shepherds and shields his own. He consoles our past, brings comfort to our present, and commands our future. That tells me I'm looking at Jesus here and I believe it. The Bible says in Philippians 4 The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything. And, y'all, if he can show up in a cloud and bring darkness to our enemies and bring light to us who trust him, he will do that. His presence was there, and he was leading them. When faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, expect God to deliver you, listen, in his own way. You know what our problem is? You know why sometimes we don't see God work? We've already got it figured out how we would like to see this end. Or how we would like to see this play out. How many of you are guilty of that? Raise your hand. I would raise higher, but this is a shirt that will show. I'm sweating. I'm one. Now, let me, let me just say this. Um, God's going to deliver us in his own way. And here's what you need to keep in mind. It will always be the best way. The best way. Now, our perspective on this side of heaven may not see it as the best way. His perspective on the other side of our situation, and by the way, he sees it all, right? Will be the best way. Why he's up to in and through your life is to bring himself glory and to prove yourself to him or prove himself to you and for you to prove yourself to him. That's the whole connection of faith there is in scripture. And it's right here. So Expect God to deliver you in his own way while conquering your fears. He has the ability to conquer your fears. Verse 21, then Moses stretched out his hand and over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you, your enemies over here, you're here on the shores, everything backs away, okay? All of a sudden, you got walls of water on each side, flashlight from heaven shining down. Don't know what that was all about, but it's pretty cool. He says, okay, now walk between the walls of water. How many of you, that would be a step of faith for you, too? Your very salvation is still a step of faith. The very thing that's gonna bring you victory, it is apparent that he wants to bring you victory. It's right there, but if we're not careful, even when we see the whole picture of what appears to be the whole picture, sometimes we're still terrified, aren't we? And what does he say? Move forward, take a step. Those two big old walls sitting there. I don't know about you, but I'd be like, really Are you prov- i see the provision i see the salvation i see it all but you really want me to do this while conquering your fears you know what's interesting we think death as the worst thing that can ever happen to a human being don't we and, and, and our mortality, when you think about our mortality and what drives us as human beings and the way we see perspective, we kind of understand where that comes from because it's like there's finality to death. But, but here's what I want you to understand sometimes God will deliver us through death. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, Pray for Aunt Sue. Aunt Sue, we believe, on her deathbed. We're just praying for healing, and we just want God to just do a miracle. We want her to be delivered. Now, let me just tell you this. Can God do the healing? Absolutely. But does God allow the deliverance come through the death? Absolutely. This is what I don't get with some people who are always praying for certain things that that are eventually going to happen anyway. And and I hate to bring discouraging news to you, but you got to know it. Unless Jesus comes back, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And as far as eternity goes and what that looks like, God forbid if we die at, at 22 or 42 or 82 or 92 or whatever the number is, listen, the Bible says that our days are fashioned by the Lord. The Bible says there's a beginning of purpose that he has for us. It began in our mother's womb. We were designed a certain way. And then it says, and our days are fashioned. That means God has given us certain days to bring him glory, to accomplish great things. And yes, we can pray for healing for Aunt Sue. And yes, we can cry out to God and say, have mercy on this situation. But God many times will say, no, this will be my deliverance. She's coming my way. And we got to be okay with that, as tough as it may be, as tough as it may be. Let's, let me just say this. I, I was sharing with the Wednesday night crowd, and it's, it's been amazing how this whole process has worked for me personally. But have you ever thought about your life and where your fears originate from? It's amazing how, let's just say that this is where we are in our life. We have this past that's back here. Okay, we look into this past, and as Paul, we see our accomplishments. We see our regrets. We see all kinds of things back there, don't we? Do we see all that back there? Okay, now we're here, okay? Now, as we get ready to move into the, to the future, all of a sudden, there's a disconnect. I want you to think about it. There's a disconnect. For those who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the only thing that they know for certain that stands out there, listen, is death. How many of you are excited about that? Yeah, we know there's death out there, and it's really for everyone. But for the Christian, here's what we need to understand. One day we will pass away. We will leave this world behind. And that's a good thing, by the way. But the thing that we know is on the other side of death, listen, the Bible already has told us what it's gonna be like. So really, the only uncertainty we have is right here all the way to the time of our passing. We don't know what this is gonna look like. But one thing we do know is what this is going to look like from here on out. The Bible says, it tells us exactly what it's going to be. No more tears. No more suffering. No more pain. No more death. Those things are of the past. That's what that's going to look like. And then there's something we call the much mores. Streets of gold, walls of jasper—all this thing that He's prepared for us. We know. So, really, where is the problem in our lives? Our problem lies from where we are today to that moment, because on the other side, it's already. We already know what's on the other side. It's spelled out. We're told exactly. So, where do our fears originate? Right here, right here in this little part of the unknown. Right here where the obstacles come. Right here where we don't have the full picture. But we do have the picture up to that point and further, don't we? So really, this is where God is operating right now. This is where he is, and, and, and so we have our experiences, and that's the reason it's so important that we pass through those experiences so that when we stand here today and we look out there, we can say, you know something? I don't know what's going to come into my life in the future. I, you know, There's some things I don't want to see, but if it happens, i got to know that God's working through it. I'm just going to trust him because back here, he's always come through. It may have never been my way of coming through, but he came through. Did I understand it all? No. I got a feeling. I won't understand it until I get on the other side over there. But I think all that's going to be made known over there. But right now, this is where I am. And I got it from here to here. This is the unknown. And y'all, that's where the Israelites were. They didn't know. They they knew the promises. The promises were the, the the promised land and all that. But they didn't know what was in front of them. I got to hurry. When faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, expect God to deliver you in His own way, while conquering your fears, but also while destroying your foes. How many of you have enemies in your life? Some of you raised your hand. Bless your heart. Are they <laughs> shooting at you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you you just you made me feel stupid for raising my hand thank you so much you know no no I understand listen we all have people in our lives they trouble us let's face it some are right there in the family right there in the house no I'm just kidding no you're sitting there no you're not either. we have those people in our lives that misunderstand us always want to tear us down I remember when I was working a secular job outside the church. Thank goodness I haven't seen a whole lot of that inside the church. But uh, it seemed to be these group of people in my life there uh, where I worked. I worked with Harris Teeter for 11 years. And, and they always knew me as the guy, the preacher is what they called me. And some of y'all have that, you know, if you know a verse, they call you the preacher. How many of y'all figured out at work? <laughs> and so I would I would pray with people. I would try to help people. I, I, I wanted to be a minister inside the the, the throes of ministry and outside the throes of ministry. But anyway, I would do that. But you'd be amazed at how many people came against me to try to destroy my testimony. And they would set me up or they would do this or they would do that just to test, just to see if it was real. And I know I'm just going to tell you, we probably all have those foes. And And, and, and let me just tell you what God did to the foes. <laughs> he destroyed them. Now, again, where are we? We're here. We know what happens on the other side, but from here to here, guess what? We're going to have foes. And the reason I call them foes is I needed an F word there. for You, you see the Fs? So our enemies are right here. And, and so what he's saying here, he said, and so the Lord, listen to this in verse 27, the last part. The Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, the last part of verse 28. Not so much as one of them remained. God conquered the foes. Next, expect God to deliver you in his own way while building your faith. Exodus 14, verse 29, but the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were on the, were, uh, were a wall to, the, to them on the right and to the left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians no more dead on the seashore. Now, let me tell you about faith. If you can write this down, this is New to the outline, so to speak. It's not on the outline. Faith is built when, and we learn it from this story. When when we live his truth, we live his word. When we experience the work of God. When we see him as he is. And when we trust him. And every bit of it is found in verse 31. To begin, it started with them doing what he said, living his truth. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord. Now now listen, what kind of fear was this? This is a holy reverential fear. This is one of those things where they looked in awe at what God was going to do. They finally saw him as he truly was. And that's what he'll do when he takes you through the obstacle. You'll come out on the other side with a greater knowledge of who he is and how he can deliver and what he can do. And, and really how much he does care for you. And then it says, and the people believed the Lord and his servant Moses. They trusted him. I got a hurry. Let me go to the next one. When faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, celebrate God's victory over your obstacle amazing how we'll go through these things and we don't celebrate it. I mean, think about it. If you look back over your life, many of your defining moments were obstacles you overcame. They really were. But how many of us take the time to celebrate it? They did. They celebrated. Exodus 15 verse 1. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider has been thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The only reason they knew that, the only reason those words meant anything to them is because they experienced what God was going to do in and through his life. Now, when faced with life's unimaginable obstacles, I want you to look at the list real quickly. Which is the most difficult for you? Which one of these do you have the most difficult time dealing with when it comes to the obstacle? Y'all, that's where you need to start to ask God to give you what you need. (laughs) And to find the verses and pull the verses into your life and say, you know something, I don't understand it, but I'm trusting him, his word. And then here's the conclusion your greatest defining moments in life will be full of victories over obstacles. Great leaders are capable of leading others from do what moments through the what if moments, which will include obstacles to defining moments. And y'all, I'm convinced that's the way God wants to lead us. And I'm convinced that if you're a leader, wherever you are, especially in your families, fathers, it's Father's Day. God's calling you to lead your families through the obstacles. God's called you to lead your families through the crisis of belief. God's calling you to lead your families through these unimaginable things that come into your life, your child's life, your wife's life. And that you're seeing them through, And it may take you to be the one that says, you know something? I don't understand it either. But we can trust God with this. We can trust with him. We can trust him. Honey, you remember 20 years ago when he did this? You remember six months ago when he did that? We can trust him. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just want you to sit there for just a moment. I want you to think about where you are this morning. Maybe you had the list there in front of you and, I don't know what your challenge is this morning. I don't know where you are, but I'm can hear. i here to tell you that God wants to do a work in your life. And so here it is, right? This is, this is it in a nutshell. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He wants to begin a new journey with you. He wants to lead you into places you probably n- never thought you could go and conquer things like you never thought you could conquer. But it's got to begin with a relationship with Him. And, y'all, he's calling us all to it. How do, we, how do we begin that journey? By turning from our sin and turning to him. By turning from the perspective of the world and our flesh and turning to the perspective that God has for us and the purposes he has for us. And maybe you've never made that decision to turn to him. I want to invite you today to turn to him. Second of all, maybe you're a Christian you're here this morning and, and, and you look down this list and you're like, my word, look at all these things. And I'm having a hard time with most of them. And yet, fear is that one thing that seems to glare at me. I trust. And then Some of you may be here today and you're right in the middle of the throes of the obstacle. And you're, you're not really pursuing too far in the process because you're still hung up over here, which I understand. I've been there myself. You're still hung up over here. Why would God allow this in my life? What does, does he care about me? If That preacher said, he, that teacher said that if, if I'm a child of God, everything that comes in my life has been filtered through his, his, his hand of sovereignty and providence. And, and all of a sudden I'm here. Why would God allow this? I think it's okay to be there for a season. But at some point you got to move from that. You got to move from that you got to begin to see God as He truly is and see the bigger picture. We don't know from the present to when we pass on the other side. But we do know what's on the other side. The Bible is very clear. I don't know what God spoke to you through in this sermon. But I just pray that He will do a great work in and through your life. I want to ask the ushers to come forward. Father, we just come to you right now. We just thank you for who you are in the midst of obstacles and these things that come into our lives that just blow us away. Father, I just pray for each one that's here today. Maybe there's someone here today that they're just, they're really struggling, but Lord, you just, you just laid it out there for them today. Your spirit has identified with all these things, all these emotions and, and they know that there's something you're up to now. Father, I pray that you'll do a work there. For those that are in this room who had that testimony of looking back over their life and seeing how you've moved mightily through things that were unimaginable that you dealt with, it's like, how in the world did we get through that? It, It just had to be the grace of God. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you will just continue to allow our faith to be built and our trust in you to excel, Father, as we begin to overcome our fears and our anxiety. Father, I pray that you'll take this offering and use it as only you can to, 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 to reach people with the message of the gospel. We thank you for what you've done here today. In Jesus' name, amen.